hardiness versus heartlessness towards others. It is Christ who also maketh intercession for us. The Spirit maketh intercession for others. Romans 8.34 Do we need any more argument than this to become intercessors? That Christ ever liveth to make intercession. That the Holy Spirit maketh intercession for the saints. Are we living in such a vital relationship to our fellow men that we do the work of intercession as a spirit-taught children of God? Begin with the circumstances we are in, in our homes, our business, our country, the present crisis as it touches us and others. Are these things crushing us? Are they badgering us out of the process or out of the presence of God and leaving us no time for worship? Then let us call a halt and get into such living relationship with God that our relationship to others may be maintained on the line of intercession whereby God works his marvels. Beware of outstripping God by your very longing to do his will. We run ahead of him in a thousand and one activities. Consequently, we get so burdened with persons and with difficulties that we do not worship God. We do not intercede. If once the burden and the pressure come upon us and we are not in the worshiping attitude, it will produce not only hardness toward God, but despair in our own souls. God continually introduces us to people for whom we have no affinity, and unless we are worshiping God, the most natural thing to do is to treat them heartlessly, to give them a text-like jab of a spear, or leave them with a wrapped-out counsel of God and go. A heartless Christian must be a terrible grief to our Lord. Are we in the direct line of the intercession of our Lord and of the Holy Spirit? wanted to start with the beginning of Romans 8, when he says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And in 8.26, he goes on to say, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. And he who searches the heart of men knows what 
is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. As I've been going through Oswald's devotional, he is bringing home the point that we must be intercessors as followers of Jesus. Halt and get into such living relationship with God that our relationship to others may be maintained on the line of intercession, whereby God works his marvels. So I see how this is again, more of him and less of me. Jesus died and was raised from the dead to intercede for us. So in return, we could grow an understanding in the mind of the spirit the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I see my task for this season to become an intercessor, truly. I need to get in the direct line of the, of the intercession of our Lord and the Holy Spirit. By abiding in Jesus, I can hope for these things. Hope for the things I do not yet see in other people. And by doing this, I will definitely become more patient. It's easy for me to rush in a conversation. For example, with my wife, I usually go into fixes too soon in our conversations. Now, when I'm in a conversation with someone and think of a solution or a fix, I can keep it to myself. And if it's appropriate, bring it up later at the end. But my idea of being patient during conversations with people is so that later I can bring these things to Jesus. When I'm in my secret place or having my prayer time. Becoming better at interceding will also allow me to truly bring bring things to the feet of Jesus and take them off of my chest and lighten my load. Because often when someone tells me something big, it can weigh me down and be very distracting. Or when I have, when I've heard something exciting, I really want to tell someone and I can't relax until I speak it out. But now, as I begin to intercede with Jesus, I can learn that By bringing things to him, I can truly find rest from my burdens I carry. Plus, I'll be more effective. It'll be much more effective than telling someone else because another person or even a whole group of people will never equal what Jesus can do. So I want to leave you with the question today. Do you spend any time or do you feel like you spend enough time in prayer do you feel like you're an intercessor today i wanted to do somewhat of an afterthought because there's a few things I've been hearing today and something that's been on my heart that I think ties well into 
what Paul was talking about in Romans and, and what Oswald was focusing, fo- focusing on, on uh, with today's devotional. Because Romans 8 started with how there's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus. And so those who are out of Jesus, there is condemnation. And at a point in time, it'll be that simple. There won't be any middle ground. There will be those in Jesus Christ, and those will be, and then there there will be those who are out. And today, I heard someone say that we spend our life getting dressed for eternity. And this really hit me because I thought of all the work that I've been doing this year, but really in all honesty, all the work Jesus has been doing in me this year. And it's been amazing. And I'm grateful, very grateful for God's grace. I finally see myself as someone who is truly different than the person I was a year ago. Or really, kind of like the last seven months or so, have been the beginning of the rest of my life. That's how I feel. And I'm finally saying goodbye to that dead version of who I am. It's finally happening for me. But at the same time, I know there's so much that God wants me to let go of and be free from. The sin in me that the devil still uses to manipulate me makes me feel sick. And I know that there's still a lot to be done. Which is exactly why every day, every week, and every month and year has to be spent making progress. And if I stumble, I need to get right with Jesus and keep up the good work. Not too long ago, I was certainly fool's gold. There was some good in me, but the impurities, the sin in me was heavy and the devil had control over me. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but it's on my mind again. Isaiah 13. And from my memory, it's uh, that scripture that caused me for the first time in my life to be afraid of God. And that understanding of the fear of God was in me, I think, for the first time. And some of the highlights from Isaiah are in 13.3. I myself have commanded my consecrated ones, have summoned my mighty men to execute my anger, my proudly exulting ones. And then in 16.6, Wail, for the day of the Lord is near. As destruction from the Almighty, it will come. Therefore, all hands will be feeble, and every man's heart will melt, and they will be dismayed. It goes on and on, and... I hope that everyone gets the point. But the hardest part for me is in 13.12 when he says, I will make men more rare than fine gold, 
and mankind more than the gold of Ophir, which was an ancient city which had a lot of valuables and gold and stuff like that, but yeah, that, that still gets me to today. And to me, the point is that there is no middle ground. At some time in the future, there is no lukewarm. We are all either hot with Jesus or cold with the devil. And this division will be for eternity. And going back to the fool's gold part, I heard someone explain a vision that they had. Uh, and it was kind of like a, a pan. A pan, like a square baking sheet or a rectangle baking sheet and a magnet underneath it and how it can move uh, objects which are drawn to the magnet from one side of the board to the other and as a way to uh, visualize how Satan is using his power he's using the power that he draws um, the power that he has over us and so it's, it's like he's the magnet and he's moving that magnet across the tray and separating everyone's being separated and if we have too many impurities in us, the devil can manipulate us and we're under his control. And he's separating from, we're separating ourselves from Jesus. So, so we all have to, I have to, today, begin to work on drawing closer to Jesus because there may not be tomorrow. Tomorrow. 